0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, last time we ended our discussion talking about how there are good spirits and there are evil spirits and if you leave your body in a sense of doing negative things, living in a in a shadow of sin, and you're going to attract negativity and those type of negative spirits. And what I wanted to take today's cast was talking about the other side, about building up a, a lifestyle of happiness and, and and grace there is. So the main topic that I wanted to think of was just a different way of thinking about this. But happiness, to me, seems like it's a virtue. And this might be me, my definition of virtue being wrong. But I've always felt virtues as being things that you work towards that give you positive effects. Uh, for myself, I've always had a very bad time being patient. It was like the worst thing in the world to me was to be patient, but having worked on it, having gotten better at it, able to, uh, to use some of those skills now of being patient that have enhanced later in life. Um, So, that's to me what I think of as a virtue something that's going to give you a positive effect that you need to work forward towards it. And when we specifically talk about happiness, to most people, it seems like it's a fleeting feeling. Yeah, I feel happy today because the sun's out. You know, I got a good score on my test, so I'm happy. And it's to most, and a whim. It's like the wind. It's either there or it's not. And what direction it goes, who knows? And the more I think about my own life, I don't think that that's right. I think that happiness is something that you can work for and obtain. And that's the direction I at least wanted to begin this cast was to see if that's even an accurate observation. And if it is, where we can go from there.
1: Hmm. You've been thinking about this. I have been. That's great. No, <laughs> I love how you described all that. <clears throat> um, yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I I really agree with what you said, and, I, and it's a nice summary. I'm just going to ramble on and make it more complicated now. Um, but <laughs> if if our listeners can hold on to what you said, they're doing great. Um, yeah, just to go a little deeper with a couple of those things. Uh, first of all, the word happiness in English, from what I understand, somebody told me somewhat recently actually is is related to the word happenstance, you know. So there's uh the English word happiness itself has a kind of random quality to it. So that's why sometimes people will will try to make a contrast between well we all we all have the experience of random feel goods, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever it's a sunny day and oh that's you know I feel good and then 5 minutes later it's uh I feel bad, you know. It's <laughs> the the thing that made me happy, you know, I was my team was about to win and then they got uh, tackled on the one yard line and the game ended. Oh, you know, I was all up. I was all down. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we have that experience of happiness, which is clearly superficial. It's clearly circumstantial. Uh, it's very much out of our own control. So if I can just take that and, and put it on the shelf, you're talking about something deeper that ties into almost like satisfaction, Mm -hmm. you know, are you, are you happy with your life? Do you have a deep and abiding joy? Uh, and that's the word that sometimes people will gravitate toward because of that mixed connotation of happiness, you know, well, can we talk about joy? And, uh, so that's another approach. I, I like using the word happiness myself just to reinforce what you're saying, Joe, but I do want to kind of set aside that, that very circumstantial happiness and say, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about happiness, <clears throat> which is a way that they sometimes translate the Beatitudes. Happy are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. And uh, one of my favorite homilies, of all time was was given by Pope John Paul in 2004 at world youth day in Toronto. And he talked about the beatitudes and he talked about happiness and the longing, the deep longing that we have in our hearts for happiness, that, that happiness, which is like you're talking about, Joe lasting and, and ultimately unshakable, a happiness, which goes deeper than all the circumstances of life. And really what you've described in terms of virtue as a pathway to happiness is, in a sense, connected to the whole revival of moral theology. Uh, it's, Anyway, it's a, in the last 30 years, let's say, that the development of virtue really does lead to uh, – happiness it leads to a living of the beatitudes so now i want to go into virtue a little bit more you gave us some starting points and i i like those starting points virtue is the the latin word related to to power or strength and so we're talking about a strength or a power but it's part of the soul so virtues are part of the soul We also talk about virtues as being a habit, not just like, you know, I have a habit of shaving every morning or something like that, um, but a habit that really becomes part of our character, that becomes a part of who we are, so that it takes a long time to kind of get it in place, like you described with patience, but then it also sort of operates on its own after a while, I mean, it just becomes part of who we are. And that would be more like the habit of a, of a baseball player who learns how to swing the bat, mm-hmm. you know, or a, a golfer who learns how to swing the golf club. You know, it takes some adjustment at first, and it's kind of uncomfortable, and it needs some coaching. But then it's like once you start doing it, you almost can't stop doing it. It's, you know, you have to, you have to almost force yourself to not do it. That's what virtue, the habit of virtue is like. It really forms our soul And then related with what you said about needing to, uh, you know, work on it, something that you work on. Sometimes I like to to talk about virtues as, as soul muscles, Mm -hmm. you know, just like you got to work out your muscles and they grow. And if you don't work them out, they start to shrink and virtues are like that too. So soul muscles, you know, a deep habit, uh, that that becomes a just a way of of acting and when we talk about the perfection of virtue when virtue have virtues have reached their ultimate in our lives the three qualities that um, our theology St. Thomas Aquinas associates with them in his Summa Theologica are that we exercise them with ease promptitude and joy. Okay. So that's when virtues have really come to their full flowering, that we, that they don't become such a heavy labor. We do them more easily. So again, you can think about your baseball player, uh, that he swings the bat with, with ease. <clears throat> and then promptitude that that it happens, you know, we don't have to think about it. It's not like I got to work myself through it and kind of build myself. It just it's part of who I am, and it acts like that and then it feels good because here's the thing that virtue if it's really virtue it's always oriented to what is good so we can't have we can't develop a virtue of you know robbing banks it's uh if if it's toward if it's oriented towards evil it's always corrupted mm-hmm. by vice so vice is really the opposite of virtue and when virtue is corrupted then it's not going to lead to happiness. So really the reason it leads to happiness is because it's choosing what is good. It's helping us to do what is good. And and virtue is always oriented to what is good. And to say it very simply, it feels good to do good. Sure. And virtue really helps us to do that. Because we know the opposite experience that St. Paul describes. I do not do what I want to do. I do what I hate. The good I want to do I don't do. <laughs> mm-hmm. We feel this this division within us. But as we grow in virtue, we are able to do the good that we want to do. And it feels good to do good. So that's a whole framework to yeah. think about virtue and happiness and the way that that uh, really does form who we are and makes it possible to to really take hold of and bring that happiness into our lives. And I'll just add one more word to that. That's a very important word. It's the word freedom. Virtue, because it's oriented toward the good, is is an aspect of our freedom. Now think of that terrible experience that I just described. I don't do the good I want to do. You're a married man now, Joe. You want to love your wife all the time, every day. And... I'm just guessing because probably our other married listeners can identify too. There are times that you're short-tempered, that you're busy with other things, that you're whatever, having a, in a bad mood, and you say something you wish you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lack of freedom there. You didn't want to say that or you didn't want to do that, and you did it anyway. That's a lack of freedom. Virtue opens up our freedom. And it it enables us to do the good that we want to do all the time. So virtue and freedom and happiness all really go together. And and they really are great topics that are are fruits of our Catholic faith. So that our Catholic faith is not just like going to Mass on Sunday. It's really oriented toward making us saints. And saints are ones who express, who, who develop heroic virtue. That's what we're all called to heroic virtue, so that we can really have the freedom to do the good and experience the joy of doing good.
0: Yeah, and you just gave a whole lot right there. So, a, a bunch of thoughts came into my mind there. So, the working out as far as the muscles makes complete sense. You know, you have to keep pushing yourself. And I think one of the things where we can come shorthanded and maybe have the mistake of it is, okay, if you want to go out and become a better hitter for baseball, you just go in the batting cages a whole bunch. You take a lot of reps. You, you swing the bat. Maybe at some point you realize, I have too long of a loopy swing. I need to cut it down and get my hands quicker or whatever coaching you would do to it to, to get yourself to, to drive the ball better. So I think that one of the things that we have is in the Bible, you know, you just mentioned the Beatitudes, you know, happy are the meek, happy are the poor in spirit. Um, Okay, that's great. And some of us have natural talents and everything. I'm assuming spiritual talents exist. So you're going to have that eight-year-old who's just better hitting than all the other eight-year-olds, even though none of them ever swung a bat before. Just because naturally that's where they start. And I'm assuming that's true with everything, including the soul side of the muscles being how to express these virtues. And what I felt would make sense, given the the element of this cast trying to draw everyone closer to God, is kind of talk about what are some of those things, almost as in the spiritual exercises, to get us to be able to enhance them so that it is more second nature And it develops that freedom that you said where, you know, you see the guys who become runners, they'll run in three-degree weather just because it's it's second nature to them. You know, it makes no sense to me, but that's what they do. Um, So that being said, how can we make the virtue side of it second nature? Because the other element of it is even if it's just yourself – I can assume that it's going to rub over on the people around you. Um, You know, whichever virtue it is, you know, people who are generally happy tend to have happy people around them. Now, is that because they're magnets and they attract to each other or because they make everyone around them happy? I'm going to vote that it's probably a little bit more the second one than the first one, but I think that the same thing can happen with any of these virtues. So with that being said, kind of what are the exercises to, to progress down the field going in the right direction?
1: Well, the uh, – <clears throat> we have to add uh, just one, one more little dimension into this, which is in terms of uh, what you said about natural virtue and some people having a little more of some and some people having a little more of other others, Uh, just like natural talents in baseball. That's true. Uh, And at the same time, the other thing is, and this is really good news, that at baptism, we actually receive the seeds of Christ's own virtues in us. And so to really get to the level of heroic virtue is not simply... A consequence of our own efforts. Mm -hmm. And so the first answer to your question is that prayer, our relationship with God, asking for his help and being open to his help, is one of the most important ways that we grow in virtue. So I want to start there. And and that's a kind of prayer that's, again, not just trying harder or working harder at it, but but a prayer that that recognizes the limitations. We we can't do it on our own, and we really need his help. And he really does want to form that in us. The Holy Spirit is really good at making little Christs, and that's what he's doing in us. He is the master craftsman, and he's forming us into another Christ, into another Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm. So, letting him do that and trusting him to do that and being sensitive to how he might be doing that in this particular circumstance of my life is the first thing. And that's all going to develop through prayer. Uh, So then I think we can make our, you know, kind of our examination of conscience to, to recognize some of the areas we need to grow. I just mentioned, uh, An experience that you've probably had. And to tie it into your point, Joe, when we're exercising virtue, we feel good. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the places that we need to work on virtue is where we don't feel good. What are the things that are leading us to unhappiness? And then, what are the areas that we can grow there that will lead us to happiness? So, you mentioned patience was an important one for you. Mm -hmm. You could see that being impatient. Wasn't getting you anywhere, and it was just making you unhappy. And so you you have an explicit effort to grow in patience. Um, we might think of one virtue that came to mind was the virtue of honesty. You know, honesty is a virtue, and that's something that we can really work on. Are we really honest? Do we tell the whole truth? Are we covering up? Are we manipulating? Are we are we just carving out? You know, and I'm there are there are times that we have to be careful, and not everybody has a right to know everything and mm-hmm. you know setting all that aside at the moment, think about with your spouse, you know are we really forthright? Do we really tell the whole truth? Are we really honest with ourselves about our lives or about you know what God is doing so honesty is a virtue that we can really work at honesty in our in our dealings are we trying to get away with stuff mm-hmm. you know do we do we pay our full taxes because it's the right thing to do to pay our full taxes. Not, you know, not obviously you can. The tax law has loopholes and whatever. But mm-hmm. are we trying to? Are we trying to unjustly shave off corners? We know that we owe somebody twenty bucks, but we, oh, you know, I'm just going to give him eighteen and see if that's okay. Give him twenty bucks. You know, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> so. Uh, being aware of of those areas that we can that we can grow in in more honesty, humility is. The, the two really big Christian virtues are humility and charity. Okay. And, and they really kind of summarize everything else. Um, but humility is, first of all, truth in recognizing who I am as a creature. I'm really not that impressive. I didn't create myself. I can't keep myself in existence. I'm completely dependent on God. And without him, I can do nothing. That's just honesty. That's Mm -hmm. humility. Recognizing who I am. At the same time, in all humility, I can recognize that I am infinitely loved by the creator and that he makes me his own son. That's also part of humility. So not thinking so much of ourselves and not thinking of ourselves so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) are both parts of, of humility. These are often things we can work on. A lot of times the things that we get frustrated about, the fights that we have, the the wounded, come from wounded pride and vanity, so much of that goes away. We have so much more peace when we're able to really be humble and stay little, stay open to the Lord. And then, of course, charity. Charity is the virtue par excellence. Charity is actually the measure of all the other virtues, and as charity grows, all the other virtues will grow with it. Mm-hmm. So charity is really the gold standard in terms of of virtue. So those so are just a, two, a few thoughts. I think we've got to wrap up our our podcast for uh, for this episode. But yeah. uh, I think a, a few things there for us to for our listeners to chew on, and then we can come back and. Keep going for the
0: next time absolutely and thank you for recording here today being a little bit under the weather father and uh, we thank everyone out there for listening uh please again continue to uh, spread the cast through those that you know um you can obviously subscribe us please continue to us to give us the reviews that you have been and if you haven't written a review yet we please ask that you do on whichever service you're getting the podcast from Also, we do send out our tweets whenever releasing our new cast at Father and Joe. Please feel free to join us there and to continue to retweet our messages. So thank you everyone out there for listening. Hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next week.